This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Facebook Live Q&A. Hey. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with the voice of the community. What is up, voice? What's up, everybody? So give us, uh, give us those numbers on this uh, right, crew you're so, building here. Um, our official Facebook community, the Impact Theory League, is now at like 565 members, and we're only about like two and a half weeks in. That's amazing. Maybe. Well done. Maybe. Mad respect. Thanks. That's really cool. Um, like, if you guys haven't excited. already joined, be sure to go check it out. It's our Facebook group. People are always asking how they can find like-minded people, um, how they can find their next business partner, or just people that think like they do to be those five people. They say that you are the average of the five people you right. spend the most time with. And people ask all the time where they can find those. So that was one of the reasons that we created the, um, the Impact Theory League was to give people a chance to meet each other, other people in this community, uh, which is really, really awesome. And this is Cindy's baby, and she yeah. has incubated it from the jump. And yeah. it's really starting to take I'm off like ultra fast. Get in there, meet other people that are in this community. And one, I'm just happy to be back, by the way. So I've been traveling. I, I was getting my NYC on. I know. Uh, so it's exciting to be you know, back. That's my city. Dude, NYC is amazing. Um, travel is always hard. I, I actually started to feel hella guilty because my wife has been here fighting the, uh, the, the battles with, you know, getting everything done for the home renovation, which yeah. is uh, total madness. <laughs> Just off camera is a war zone of epic proportions <laughs> that my Even wife for the like... last three days has had to wrangle all by herself. So uh, it's good to be back. Yeah. When I got here, they were like sawing down like sheets of, what is it? Granite? Things. Were they doing granite? I don't know. What's like happening? Your, your counter. Oh, See, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, it was Caesar crazy. Stone. Caesar, Caesar Stone. Stone. All right. It's like, but, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> You're like, I, I didn't sign off on that. And it's like, lots has changed. Yes. All right. So let's kick it off with some questions from last time. Let's do it. Um, so this one comes from Stephen Arias. Um, his question is, what would you do to get Silicon Valley's attention from a third world country? I'm passionate about entrepreneurship and have already failed at my first business, but I'm already trying again. 
Dude, I love that. Um, so the, the honest answer is you need to make a product that solves a problem. Um, so it's rad that you're not afraid to fail, that you got the first one out there. Hopefully you learn lessons. Hopefully you wrote them down. I think it's actually really important for people to externalize the things that they learn. Um, that one of the reasons, so when I was in New York City, I actually gave a talk. So weird. So I had scheduled a talk with Rutgers University. Rutgers. And end Shout up in the physical location, literally like a half mile or something from Rutgers University while doing it over Skype, but I had no idea that I was right by it. Long story, <laughs> like remind me to tell you guys that. I would love to I'd hear so that. I had so much fun. In fact, just before I finish answering this question, I'm going to mad shout out to um, what my boy Gerard Adams is doing. It's absolutely incredible. Entrepreneur, uh, very successful guy. He sells this company for a lot of money, and instead of retiring to Miami Beach, Florida, he decides, I'm going to stay here in Newark, in one of the most impoverished areas in Newark, yeah. and build this um, like community outreach to teach people entrepreneurship. Absolutely amazing. So anyway, I end up speaking there, doing my Rutgers lecture in front of all the people at his thing, which is called Founders, but it's F-O... W-N-D-E-R-S. So it's like own in there, huh? Yeah, huh? I like um, it. it was amazing. Really, really cool. But anyway, super random. So build a product that solves a problem. Um, that is always the answer. Get out. The, the most amazing thing about being an entrepreneur at this moment is the internet and social media has democratized everything. So you're able to instantly reach a huge crowd as long as what you have is actually solving a problem. And that's the key. And I think a lot of people are trying to uh, be clever. And so their product doesn't like stirring up the demand for it. Is, is really the issue. And so you wanna go into an area where you're not gonna have to stir up the demand. The demand is already there. If you have something that is getting a lot of subscribers, you're gonna get the attention of Silicon Valley. So if you think of all um, the apps and things that really get people's attention, and by the way, I went to apps because you said Silicon Valley. Um, so I'll assume that we're talking about technology. If you have tech that is getting a lot of users, that's what people really care about. So even more than I would say revenue is the issue, eyeballs is the thing that's gonna get people really excited. And a lot of people in Silicon Valley um, will be able to bring a path to monetization to the table. So if you can show that you have people using your product, that's even more valuable than getting people to pay. But having said that, um, I don't know that the game is actually getting Silicon Valley's attention. I think the game is solving people's problems and making money doing it. Um, so I might encourage you to think down a different path. And instead of beholding yourselves to institutional capital, which I promise you will hate, um, to instead find a way to fund it through actual sales. And that's always the holy grail. And then you can worry about scale down the road. And you don't have to hyperscale. I can tell you from experience that hyperscale carries with it its own set of problems. So solve problems, create something that matters, create something that people want, that they will recognize when they see it, and then deliver value. That's it. Dope. I like it. First, I would like to shout out some people tuning in from all across the land. Nice. So we've got OKC in the building. We've got the Philippines. Damn. Louisiana, Vegas. Um, oh. Yeah, just like really are all over. All over. It's yeah. madness. Love it. Um, all right. This next question comes from, oh shoot, I lost it. Fit World app. What is the number one way to raise a million dollars? So it's angel, VC, or otherwise. 
So a million dollars for a traditional VC actually isn't a lot of money. So a million dollars is sort of that nasty spot where you don't really want to be. Most VCs are gonna want to um, put a lot more money to work. So a lot of these guys have hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, and they literally just can't fuck around with small investments. So they're looking to put a ton of capital to work. So that's gonna sort of automatically put you down in the angel world or even um, crowdsourcing or some of these, which I need to look more into this, but there are some of these um, like Kickstarter, but instead of just pre-buying a product, you're actually buying a piece of the company, which I think is utterly, utterly fascinating. Uh, but I don't know enough like about Howard the ones that are Marks? actually out there. Yes, like he did. I don't know yeah. if it's been successful or not, but yeah, our boy Howard Marks was on that. I know that law passed. Yeah, which is it's like called the Jobs Act or something. It's so yeah. randomly titled. Um, but in it, it carried the ability for the average person, a non-accredited investor, to buy equity in a company, right. which to me, literally, you want to talk about something that's just insane that people weren't able to do. Because here's my thing. Don't try to protect me from myself, right? Don't try to protect me from myself. So if I want to invest in a company, let me. And I remember for the longest time, here I was building um, a technology company, but because I wasn't making enough money and I didn't have enough in assets, I wasn't able to invest in companies, but by then I'd been in business for like seven, eight years. So it was, yeah. it was wildly offensive to me. Um, and so, yeah, the whole accreditation process to be an investor is crazy. Does that open some people up to being taken advantage of? Yes, but like if you don't know what you're doing with your money, like don't invest it, like play it safe. Um, but for people that maybe don't have a lot of money but want to invest, $1,000, like they can go play the stock market, but they can't like invest directly in a company that they believe in and they're willing right. to like go to bat for it and be passionate on it, just crazy. So anyway, super grateful that that happened. Um, so looking at angel investors, and then here's the, the real thing that nobody wants to talk about, which is you're only gonna be able to raise a million dollars when you don't need it. There it is. If you need the million dollars, it's gonna be brutally, brutally difficult to get it. But if you have an app that's like growing like crazy and you've got all these users and it's nuts, and you're, especially if you're making money and you just want it to grow, growth capital is way easier to get because you're already, you're showing traction, you're showing big wins, you show that it works. Then getting capital is relatively easy, but saying that you just have an idea and look, these stories get told where it's like, hey, it's just an idea and people invest in it and it's crazy and it's pre-revenue and you can't believe like what they're able to pull off. That is like the smallest, smallest percentage of people that actually get that funding. Um, so to put a really fine point on it, go to angellist.com, I think. I don't think it's .org, but anyway, type in angellist into Google, it'll pop right up. That is an amazing place to find um, investors, angel investors. So I would start there. Dope, for sure. And someone said that it's called um, equity crowdfunding. Equity crowdfunding, so there it is, thank you. So you can Google that and find nice. out more information about it. Word. All right. So this one comes from Yulian Stoyan. Um, what impact does lack of sleep have on your efficiency the next day? Um, I find that you get sort of one freebie. So if you get very little sleep, and I, I don't know, maybe if I were doing like a, one of those driving tests or a cognitive test. Yeah. Um, that you would notice a decline. But I don't feel bad after one day but chronic sleep deprivation that's going to mess everything up and um, being tired is very similar to being intoxicated so just your ability to hold things in working memory declines your ability to process data rapidly declines um, your ability to switch rapidly from topic to topic declines so um, i also find people are more prone to um, emotionality and they've done tests on oh um, what happens to people's willpower which it gets depleted because essentially you're the fatigue that comes along with that 
causes people to give in to baser instincts. So for instance, if I offer you a piece of cake or a carrot and you're well rested, then you're gonna choose whichever one moves you towards your goals. If on the other hand, I offer you a piece of cake and a carrot and you're tired, you're more likely to take the cake because you're just tired and so fuck it. And that's, I mean, they've done like really, really fascinating studies. Look up Dan Ariely, um, who's written The Upside of Irrationality, um, The Truth About Lying, it's something like that. I can never remember the, the honest truth about lies, something like that. Anyway, look up Dan Ariely. He covers this topic extensively um, in the way that as we get depleted in um, either hunger, fatigue, that these things begin to mess with our decision-making processes. So it's just, it's suboptimal pretty much in every conceivable way. And the actual, I forget what is, there's something that actually builds up in your brain. Maybe somebody in the comments will know that. I can't remember the name of it. But there's something that builds up in your brain and the only way to clear it out is to get sleep. And that's why not getting sleep, like until further notice, like even things that keep you awake, like... Um, Caffeine. No, what's the modafinil? So even things like that, which are for narcoleptics, they give them to fighter pilots, and I'm sure now college kids are taking it rampantly. Um, and it's sort of the one nootropic that I've um, used, and I've used it a couple times, and it works like for international travel, but you still, like, you're not on top of your game. There's just no two ways about it. Get your sleep. Get your sleep. Makes sense. Simple as. That whole emotional thing, I totally understand. Because yeah. that happens to me when I don't sleep enough. Dude, I've met women, like, and maybe guys, I have not met guys, I'm just trying to be um, politically correct. I've met women who, like, when they get tired, they just cry. And they, like, they don't even know why they're crying. They're just like, I'm tired. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Like, <laughs> I literally don't understand. Like, yeah. never once have I been so tired, I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to cry. No, I, like, no many judgment. a night I called my surreal. mom, like, while I was in college. And I, she'd just be like, go take a nap. Like, she'd just get, go take a nap. And then I would take a nap, and I'd feel way better that's so interesting <laughs> i get grumpy when i'm tired I but i never get too. the impulse to cry but then again that's my tear ducts are like kind of attached to all my emotions <laughs> fair enough <laughs> my wife's are not my wife is a fascinating a fascinating person she just yeah doesn't have a what i'll call typical like feminine responses to things mm. yeah okay so just as a reminder guys we have another giveaway today um, share this live feed if it's adding value for a chance to win two books of your choosing to nice. help you on your nice. hero's journey. Word. What two books would you choose? What two books would I choose? Oh no, I need to, I would have to like <laughs> look at my list. You have a list? Like, so, well, the thing the is, list like, is live, I have, Cindy. Is it on your computer? No. Oh, come on. You got to share the list. No. Okay. Well, let me go look and see what's on the wish list. <laughs> All right. Well, while you look it up, is there another question? I'll oh, yeah. There, there answer, are plenty of then, questions. There's oh, so you don't get questions. off the hook, though. So just I know, pick one. I know. There's so many questions today. All right. All right. What do we have? Um, let's go. So, sorry. Um, but they need to share it, right, to get their yeah, two so books. They need All to right. Get so the, share this bad the boy. The share and then um, let us know that you shared. That, so that oh, yeah. Send know. it to connect at impacttheory.com, send that screenshot so we know what's up, and then uh, you'll get to pick your two books. Cindy's gonna get us a question, okay. and then she's so, gonna look up. This one is from Josiah okay. Mauk. Hi, Tom, I love the show. You've Thank mentioned you. previously that as an entrepreneur, you've had to battle extreme laziness and personal disengagement. How did you overcome this challenge and win the battle for your mind? All right, so um, 
at some point we're going to need to like have a mechanism where I want people to guess the answer that I'm going to give because I know there are diehard people right now that already okay. know what I'm about to say. And the answer is identity. That is it. So you have to put in place things about yourself that you are going to make true. So it usually starts that it's something that is not true about yourself, but because you believe, at least I do, that even identity is malleable and that you can change it at any time, um, I just started telling myself, I'm the type of person that, I'm the type of person that does their work. I'm the type of person that gets out of bed after 10 minutes. I'm the type of person that follows through. I'm the, you know, whatever. Like those things that you want to be true about yourself. Like close your eyes, imagine the person that you want to become. Uh, watch a movie, be inspired by somebody. Read a book, be inspired by how that person is. What are traits that you can take into your life? I mean, this is why we're doing impact theory because we want to create the kind of content that shows people these are the types of traits, these are the outcomes of those traits that you're going to want to bring into your own life um, and then do the social commentary on it to show people how to extract that information and really put it to use in their own life. So be inspired by somebody, something, so that when you close your eyes and think about the person that you want to be, you have something very specific that you can aim towards, and then begin to, brick by brick, bring those traits into your world by saying, I'm the type of person that. So um, I would say things like, I'm lazy by nature, but I'm the type of person that overcomes his nature. So I'm the type of person that despite being lazy, I get up on time, I do my work, I push myself, I um, don't relax until my work is done. Uh, if I'm during the week, if I'm awake, I'm either working or working out. It's just like you start doing all these things and for them, for you not to feel like a total ass, like you have to act in accordance with them. Otherwise, you have to remove them from the same things that you say about yourself that you get to take pride in, that you get to tell other people that you do. And I've just never found that lying about stuff feels good. So it's like when it's um, not true, then I just don't say it. And so when I really want to say something, I really want it to be true about myself, then I know that I have to force myself to act in accordance with that. And so identity, identity, identity. Identity and values drive behavior, period. Those are the drivers. So anytime it's like, how do I get this piece of behavior? You have to go back to identity and values. Church. Cool. All right. So because I'm not or an organized person, I found it amongst my very right. many <laughs> note-taking tools. So um, next up on my like wish list is Sister Citizen. So it's, Interesting. Yeah. So it's called Sister Citizen, Shame, Stereotypes, and Black Women in America nice. by Melissa Harris. What are you Perry. hoping you'll get out of that? It's just like an understanding of like the complexities of like being in the intersections. So there are things that like I know that I've personally experienced, but understanding what it is in a larger context. So like taking it from the micro personal to the macro and just understanding what trends are happening around in various areas. Nice. All right, what's yeah. another one? And then the other one is, um, what was it? It was, oh, Tears We Cannot Stop. Why? Just because Jay-Z, like, dropped it randomly, and I feel like, yeah, like, he, like, This is a it. book he read? I don't know. Like, is it nonfiction it or fiction? I think it's, it's nonfiction, but, Tears like... Tears We Cannot Drop. We Cannot Stop. We Cannot Stop? Yes. Okay. Tears We Cannot Stop. Interesting. Yeah. What's it I'm about? By Michael Eric Dyson. I haven't, like, fully looked into it. I just am so curious because he never posts anything, so mm. I just, like, made sure to bookmark it. Nice. That I'll read this eventually. All right. Yeah. We have to let me know about that one. For sure. All right, then. Cool. Yeah. Well, 
share this content, screenshot it, send it to connect at Impact Theory, and uh, you get to choose your two books. Yep. So So any two books that are going to help you on your personal hero's journey. Nice. Dig it. All right. So next questions into the feed. So we've got Nidia Kazimi. You've often mentioned your awe of Elon Musk and his goals for SolarCity and SpaceX. What a dr- what's a dream project you would love to be working on right now? Um, well, the good news is that I have built my life around the, my dream project. So that is to use traditional narrative to influence the next generation of companies. Um, and it, that is the world's shortest way of saying the most complicated um, truth on the planet. But basically, we want to build uh, the next Disney Studios. So, and what would that look like if it were founded today? And um, I'm incredibly excited and inspired by that and what that looks like. And it, um, I think, is the single most important thing that we could be dealing with, which is mindset. And unfortunately, I don't think that the answer to solving the mindset problem is um, writing nonfiction books. And if it were, then Carol Dweck would have already solved the problem because she wrote, in my opinion, the seminal work on mindset. You need only read that. Um, And if you do everything she says, your life will forever be changed. But nonetheless, that book has been out for I don't know how many years. Let's call it seven, eight, nine, something like that. And the world has not um, changed rapidly enough for my liking. Um, So looking at the studies, understanding the truth of what it takes to get people to assimilate truly disruptive information, it is narrative. And the great news is I'm a huge believer, don't try to change other people's behavior, try to leverage it. So if I know that people are already reading books, reading comic books, watching TV shows, watching movies, and playing video games, and those are the five most powerful forms of narrative uh, that we have today, that we need only tap into those things, which I already love and find endlessly fascinating. Um, And then I think marry it to social content so that you can just walk people through and explain this is how you extract this information. But people get excited about narrative. They get excited and you can monetize it. And this is a huge thing. And reading this, like I already know the journey that this company is going to go on. First, people are going to love us because we're giving away all this content. You see people wearing the shirts and oh my God, like these guys are amazing and they just give, give, give. And then we will hit a critical mass and people are going to say that we sell out and that we only care about money. Um, and then on the other side of that, we will become the de facto standard and it will just seem obvious that we exist and it will be an obvious um, need to monetize and strengthen the company financially for it to continue forward. And then people will forget eventually that there are actual people behind the company and that this will really be, it will finally transcend us um, and it will be just so baked into culture that it will sort of be de rigueur and that that's how you, you know, get these um, extraction points where you're able to pull out the information that you need to change your own identity to get new behaviors that are actually um, paradigm shifting for the world. And that's it. And in that process, uh, which I fully understand how it will go. And then, by the way, as you get way deeper, you get, you know, the people who love you and the people who hate you. And we, we need to be emotionally prepared for that. Um, but we'll also be evolving. And so I think there's an event horizon that happens um, somewhere in any company that grows life cycle where I can't see past it. I don't know uh, all the ways that will pivot and change. And, you know, maybe those what I consider to be the five dominant forms of narrative will fall away and it'll be something else. Um, and, and we'll have to pivot and adjust to that. But that is exactly uh, the thing that I'm most passionate about, want to be doing and dealing with. And I am thusly doing and dealing with it. Yeah, buddy.
You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions, and I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing, and a big part of that strict diet is high-quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off, and that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com impact and use code impact to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You will never be able to reach your full potential if you are riddled with stress and have a lot weighing on your mind. I can tell you from my own experiences with stress and negative thought loops, you have to find a way to work through whatever it is that's weighing on you if you're gonna have any hope of achieving your goals. Therapy can be an option for working through things and for an online therapy option that is super convenient and flexible, be sure to check out BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, everything is 100% online and getting started is quick and easy. A brief questionnaire matches you with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Get things off your chest, process through things with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash impact theory today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash impact theory. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. So there it is. (laughs) All right. So this next one comes from Kelsey Mayer. 
Um, in your most recent episode, you talk about adjusting your in-person advice due to your perceived expectation of people's ability to execute. Can you and or can you or your staff explain how you developed a lens to create a methodology for executing plans? I.e., I work out and eat healthy. I then lose weight simply if you don't include the addictive quality of processed foods or the coping role food plays for people. But if I'm an executive assistant wanting to become an executive, how do I develop a path to achieve that? All right. So it starts with your goals and then you work backwards. The, the real deep mystery, though, is how do you get good at identifying the actual steps that exist between you and what you want to do? So let's just latch on to the easy part of actually there's two parts in that. So you're um, an executive assistant. You want to be an executive. So um, I start asking myself recursive questions. So how did that executive become the executive? I would start there because you know that that person has at least done it once. So I'm going to sit them down because that's just incredibly powerful to find a mentor, somebody that can explain their journey. And I'm going to say, what were the steps that you took? And then they're going to lay out those steps. Now, some of those steps, um, maybe they're wrong about some of those steps. Maybe they just don't suit you, but there's going to be some big moments in there that are going to make a lot of sense to you and being able to move towards those things. So I'll give you my own story. So if somebody who is my executive assistant came to me and said that I want to be you, uh, which by the way has happened to me a million times. And here's my exact response. I'll try to truncate this. Um, first, I try to reject them and I say, don't ask me that. Um, because when people say I want to be you, uh, usually they mean like there's, there's some surface part of what they perceive in my life to be glamorous. So whether it's the money, um, whether it's the attention, whether it's having employees, um, uh, from their perspective, they perceive me as having some additional importance, whatever. Th those are the things that they actually want. So I try to push them away first, okay? It's called the takeaway. So I do a takeaway. If they still come at me, and say, no, 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 I really do want it. I say, okay, well, here's why I'm warning you against it. Here's why I don't think you actually do want this. Now, again, I'm doing a push away because I need, it's what I call the equivalent of the four days in the rain outside a fight club, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've got to prove that you really want it because it's going to be a lot of time and energy on my part. So that's the first thing. I need to know if they have deep desire because if they have deep desire, so if you're an executive assistant and you want to become an executive, first thing, you have to have deep fucking desire. I mean, the way that I'll explain it, don't seek the real quote is, don't seek to change the world unless you seek it the way that a man whose head is on fire seeks a pond. You can imagine the urgency that when you're burning, like you would really seek a solution right. to that, okay? So having that level of intensity really is important because it's going to get hard and it's going to get boring. And the boring part, I think, is where most people are surprised. I think people can anticipate the hard. They can't necessarily anticipate the boring. So um, you've got to just have this unwavering desire to get to that thing. So I think executive is probably way too vague uh, and you're probably really in trouble uh, because it's not specific enough. So um, I can feel that this answer is going to get really long, so I'm going to truncate it. You have to know exactly what you want. And then you, um, as you back in the steps, find a mentor, ask them questions. They will give you the answers, um, which I was doing, but can feel that that's like a whole show in and of itself. Uh, so yeah. And then you're going to start executing against that, figuring out what the skills are between you and being able to do that. So unending desire, it's going to be identity, right? You're going to have to develop the identity of somebody. You're going to have to practice your discipline, so on and so forth. Um, and then do it. The other thing that you gave by way of example was food. So it's, um, sort of dieting is, is I think where you were headed with that. So there are very clear results. Um, if you have like 
when I was first trying to get a physique, I was obsessed with um, Wolverine, whose name, Hugh Jackman. Uh, and that was like my idealized physique. I wanted to become that. So I had pictures of him up everywhere. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. And so then you start uh, reading and researching, finding out who can give me the advice that I need in order to get that. Somebody who's done it at least once. And then you just start executing and adjusting until you actually get there. Um, and so, yeah, that's... Uh, at the end of the day without just going deep through specifics, that's it. You, you have to get good at identifying what those steps are. It's usually a mentor, a book, something, executing, checking your results against your ideal, adjusting if you're not getting it. Okay, and then just a quick follow-up to that. Um, would their time be better spent focusing on the, the pain, boredom, and difficulty rather than getting themselves amped and excited and positive about it? Um, no, I mean, so you need to be amped and excited about it, but it should be super authentic. Like you shouldn't have to be winding yourself up. If you're having to wind yourself up more than 20% of the time, you've, you're probably not chasing the right dream. So you need a compelling future and a compelling future isn't something that you can force yourself to become excited about. It's something you're actually excited about, right? So Nobody has to tell me to be excited about what we're doing here at Impact Theory. I just am excited about it. Uh, it's one of those things like I can't stop myself. I can't help but talk about it. And even I have to laugh sometimes how many answers I can bring back around to what we're doing <laughs> at Impact Theory because it is the core of my existence. Like I'm, I'm just that excited about it. So um, you need to be prepared. The reason I always bring up the boredom is just to make sure that you love what you're chasing enough to survive the boredom because the boredom's coming for you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so this one um, comes from Joshua Martel. Our boy. Yep, out in Florida. 3D so, Pop Designs. Yep. In the so, hizzy. Yep, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, you talked about how um, you're giving all your secrets away for your own success um, for IT. My question is, should I stick with just making videos of time lapses of my artwork or in the future make tutorial videos on how to do my art style? Tutorials. Wow. Two well, there we go. Well, we got that from got, Lisa. Yeah. Lisa adamantly says, tutorials. <laughs> so I'll, I'll um, challenge my beloved wife on that. And I will say, what is your goal? So if your goal is to sell your art, then tutorials may not help you. If your goal is to build an art school, then tutorials is the obvious answer. So everything has to work backwards from your goals. Now, the reason that my wife screamed tutorials is because she has been greatly empowered by tutorials. So when she thinks of other very talented artists solving a problem, she knows that that is a problem that will allow you to build an audience because people will come, they'll be able to learn from what you're doing. It'll help you grow an audience of people who turn to you for advice on how to create it. But it won't necessarily attract people who are going to buy your art. So that comes down to what do you care about? What's the business model? What are you trying to do? Um, so everything starts with goals. Absolutely. Super dope. Sorry, <laughs> got lost in the feed for a second, but I just want to quick shout out some of our other um, impactivists in Australia, Paris, Vancouver, nice. Netherlands, Damn. Seoul, Colorado, Brazil. Seoul? Tuning Seoul's in. in the house. Tuning in nice. right now. Respect. Yes. That's amazing. I've been to Seoul. Can we just say that? I've been that to is, Paris. That's awesome. I've been to well, the I've Netherlands. I've been to Paris. Have you? Yes. What was your time like? So I was like 14 when I went to Paris. Nice. So it was, it was nice. Like I, I liked walking around, like did the like museums and all that stuff. I was like in a big group like 
class tour kind yeah, of thing. You had a much cooler school than I had. We did not go to Paris. Yeah. Well, I took the right program and apparently so. <laughs> Nicely done. Did it. Yeah, so did that and it was really awesome. I want to go back as an adult, like to both Spain and France. Because that's the those are the two countries we did while we nice. we did it. But being fourteen, you're just kind of like very a little different. different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so this one comes from Alexandru. Hey Tom, I'm building a YouTube channel right now, and nice. I'm documenting f uh, fight camp for a kickboxing mm. title shot. Whoa. I'm doing a video every day. How Respect. do I keep my videos fresh? Well, one way is to look to your community to find out what they want to see. Just straight ask them what videos do they want. Look at your own videos. Don't be afraid to really dive into the analytics and steer by that. So what are things that are working? What are things that are not working? Like if you look at our um, my Instagram feed, um, right now we're trying a new style. I'm not convinced it's working, but we, so we're in this like in-between phase yeah. where it's like, is it not working because it's new and people aren't used to it? Or is it not working because it's not as good? Um, and so you, you have to both give it a chance and then be willing to change and pivot and not fall in love with your own stuff. Um, so that's critical. So hopefully in the videos that you're putting out, like there's some inclination of, okay, these ones do better. And then it's about accurately assessing why those ones are doing better. And if you aren't right, then you can sort of take yourself down some rabbit holes. So for instance, if you think, oh, the ones where it's us sparring, those are the ones that do better. When in reality, it just so happens that you talk more while you're sparring. And what they really like is you talking and explaining things. That's a terrible example because you probably talk the least when you're sparring, but you get the idea. <laughs> it's really figuring out why the ones that pop, pop. And if you can accurately do that, then give people more of that. So here's how it goes. You shape the community, then the community shapes you. And by that, I mean you put out stuff and you begin tracking people and that's all you and it's you not thinking about what anybody else wants. It's just you doing you. And then from that, you're going to see the types of things that hit and you're going to do more of those. There's just no other way to do it. Um, you can spend a little bit of time looking at what other people are doing, but if you're chasing them, you're never going to beat them, so I wouldn't spend too much time doing that. You really want to have your own vision about what you're trying to bring to the world, how you're trying to help people, what you think is important, what makes you special, and get that out there. I agree with that. I like it. So this next one comes from Michael um, Buccelli. Are there any plans to make or distribute comic books slash graphic novels? You've mentioned comic books before, and I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on what kind of stories you'd be interested in publishing. Yeah, so most definitely. Um, that'll probably be the phase one thing that we go to. Um, and, you know, I, I think we've talked about this. We haven't gotten super specific, um, but we've already approached... Uh, some very well-known comics that have um, been sort of dropped by their publisher, if you will. Uh, we're trying to get the rights to those so that we can do universe of stories, which will allow us to show people very rapidly like what the model is. Um, it's not necessary, and I will happily just crowdsource this stuff. And we just put our first call out to the community, which is anything based around time travel uh, and interdimensionality, if that's a word. Um, so the, yeah, the, okay. the multiverse, if you will, mm -hmm. um, for ideas around that. So our whole thing is, I know, the only thing that I know about every single piece of content that we will ever put out is it will be about empowerment. So it will be going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. It's um, showing people acquiring skills and executing against that. 
But the thing that people need to understand, and I, I just want everyone to get real comfortable with this, it's gotta be entertainment first. So if it doesn't entertain, we've got nothing. So that the whole idea behind don't try to change people's behavior, try to leverage it. I know people will engage with entertainment. I know that. But people don't necessarily engage with things that are educational. I think you have to get them out of their normal habit loops to get them into educational content. Education. And look, if you're talking to me, like you can tell me eat less, exercise more, and I will do it. You can tell me to read nonfiction, even if it's boring, I will do it as long as it's empowering me. 99.9% .9 of people will not. So you just, it has to be entertaining. So, but I believe that we can slip that in. So it'll be superheroes. It'll be non-superheroes. I think it'll be largely non-superheroes um, just because superheroes are given their powers. So it's got to be people that don't have superpowers. So I could see getting behind like a Batman or an Iron Man or something like that. Um, but I think there's um, maybe more interesting stories to tell. And the reason that I'm so interested in comic books is for no other reason than people already read them. There is already a known distribution channel. People already get um, the path from comic book to movie or TV show, all things which are important to us. And most importantly, they're inexpensive. And you can draw two people sitting in a living room for the same price that you can draw Armageddon. And that is, remember, the whole thing is you have, if you're going to form a studio today, you have to have hundreds of millions of dollars or you have to be able to survive a one in a thousand hit ratio. So everything that we're doing around that sort of mechanistically from a business perspective is all facing the realities of what it would mean to build a studio today. I and mean, we're just honest about what that is. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Um, so we'll be wrapping up in about five minutes, God, unfortunately. This goes by so fast. It does. It does. Sorry, due to construction. And to, yeah, well, today we also, due to construction, which is true. <laughs> it just sounds funny. Yeah, it does sound funny. We had, we had to like, cut 15 minutes related? short today. Yeah. But yeah. Because um, I have to do a book review. Are you guys watching the book reviews? In fact, yeah. are you watching the book reviews? We need to look at the numbers on this. These fucking things take me a lot of yeah, time so and energy. Yeah, so this is for so. the book review. And my bad, guys. I didn't realize that it was like part one. So part yeah. two will be coming so you can see the rest of it. Word. So I do open the book review with that. So if anybody watched it, then yeah. they'll know. Um, but yeah, so this is don't fall in love with your ideas, right? The book reviews are rad. I'm going to read the books whether you guys want to hear about them or not. <laughs> um, but if nobody's watching the, the reviews, then we got to cut them because... I would read, like, I spent literally my entire flight back from New York, not my entire flight, but the vast majority of my flight reading Disney, because it is so long. It's a long It book. is so long. You said it's like, what, 40 hours? It's 30 hours. just over 30 hours. So 30 hours. even at 3x, it was like over 11 hours of reading. Yeah. It's crazy town. That's a lot. It's a part-time job reading this book. So <laughs> this one's really made me go, y'all motherfuckers better be like watching these. Like they better be adding value. Otherwise, they're, I think they're adding damn. value. Damn. I think they are. So yeah, we'll I would have read we'll it on a much slower time scale. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, <laughs> congratulations we'll on your part-time job. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. All right. So uh, we can end on a somewhat funny one. This one comes from Ian Pettit. Ian Pettisan. I have to ask, what's up with drinking the Snapple, man? Yeah. It some, seems somewhat contrary to your health-oriented dietary protocol. You know what's interesting? I tease you because I love you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I love you right back. Um, it is not. So people are trying to place their version of health on me, and they think because it has artificial sweeteners that I would consider it unhealthy, which I do not. Um, to me, you can back up a dump truck of artificial sweeteners because I know 
the reality metabolically um, is that as of yet, they can't measure any metabolic response from artificial sweeteners. Now, maybe it's just we don't have sensitive enough equipment. That's certainly possible. Uh, there's stuff coming out that maybe it disrupts the microbiome. That's certainly possible. But here's the thing. I don't suffer from stomach issues, so eh, not causing any problems. For me, my secret weapon in getting lean is drinks that have zero calories, or I think these have like five calories. But it's yeah. beverages with essentially no calories. That is my secret weapon. So I lost 60 pounds doing it. So to quote the eminent 50 cent, I came into the game humble. Can't nobody tell me shit now. So it's like, <laughs> once you lose 60 um, pounds, it's like, I know. I know the game. I know how to do it. So it's like, yeah, so that's it. That's my secret weapon. It hasn't killed me yet. Yeah. Um, I have no adverse side effects. Um, and I know that sugar, which I would otherwise need to, you know, get a tasty beverage to curb my hunger, um, is devastating from a health perspective. So I just want to remind people that spider venom is natural. Um, arsenic is natural. Shark bites, those are also natural. All three <laughs> things I avoid like the plague, which by the way is also natural. So just because something is natural does not mean it is good for you. Oh um, and just because something is artificial does Kombucha. not mean that it's bad. So Sorry. there it is. So I don't drink calories. That's, that's the, the deal. So, yeah, Joe Cross mentioned kombucha. I'm totally about that kombucha. Yeah, I haven't. I've never fucked with kombucha because it has calories. If I'm going to take calories, okay. I'm going to chew. I'm going to chew. You're going to chew. That's just the way it is. And I'm going to chew in synchronicity <laughs> with my wife. At the same time, at the same time. Also, speaking of weight loss, like, my brother is going to be totally embarrassed right now, but he's lost over 100. I was going to say, he's crushed it. 100 and something pounds. That is amazing. I think he's at, like, 140, maybe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why is he embarrassed by that? That's so no, no, impressive. No, no, I mean, just, like, because he hasn't, like, shown me pictures yet. He needs a t-shirt that just says, I'm a badass. I know. Like, there's nothing to be embarrassed it's about. Like That's incredible. Mad love. But, yeah. So, baby bro. I'm well super done. excited. He just, like, won, like, a... A competition at his school, like a like a body weight loss. Yeah, like it was like a weird. Well, I don't know what exactly it was. It was like the person who could lose the most body fat percentage or wow. something in a certain amount of time. And Legit. He just crushed that. So Legit. I was like, ah! that's amazing. 140 pounds is yeah amazing. It's still going. Well done. So. Matter of That's like my big sister moment for the day, guys. Well, that's dope. Well <laughs> worth it. Thank you for sharing that. All right. All right. So we were tapping so, out. So tapping out, just as a reminder, make sure that you share this live feed if it added value to your life today in order to win two books of your choosing to help you along your hero's journey. One. And two, make sure you go check out our Impactivist community group called the Impact Theory League so you can join us On for Facebook. some super awesome discussions. I think we're about to like dive deep into 13 Reasons right now from nice. Netflix. Yeah, super excited about that 13 one. Reasons? What's 13. that? So it's um, this Netflix original show, and it's basically a chronicles like via the mechanism of tapes that Hannah Baker records, basically chronicling what led to her suicide. Wow. And so it takes you through all of those like different things, like behind the scenes and like every different person's like involvement in it. Can I tell you a secret? Uh-huh. I don't know who Hannah Baker is. Well, I mean, it's just it was a book and then they made it into the series. It's I don't I don't think it's a real person. If it is, my bad. I don't know. Wow. But it's like it was super compelling. I watched it. I like meant to watch like one episode and then like I don't watch know, 13, 13 hours later or something. I was like, uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, so we're going to talk about that, and then we have some other discussions going. Nice. So. Respect. Cool. And then our light. Don't know. <laughs> Things are blowing up here on All our right, end, so this is probably a good time <laughs> to say goodbye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Always, always grateful. This is a weekly show, so if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.